0: Peace, love, light, and incense. So, y'all ready for some story time? (laughs) What's been up, people? Check it. (coughs) Mm, Yes, that's my elevated voice. (laughs) Anyway, yes, so... I'm starting this series about women who have been dictatized, and if you don't know what dictatized means, you slow as hell. But it's been dictatized, and dictatized means that it's possibly been blinded by the D. You know what I mean? And some women get so caught up. And being blinded by the damn, that they lose all sight of themselves, who they are. They lose, they lose sight of their kids. You know, it's really, um, really difficult. You know, all they know is it's more like a curse. You know, so. I've encountered quite a few women during my counseling here. And they're always talking about love and how they would do certain things for certain guys. You know, there there is like major red flags. Showing everywhere. <laughs> well, I think we all have fallen prey to some type of of dogmatism at some point. Okay, I think we all have at some point. So, I think it is. It's more like. Well, I've been part of it. And I've children, well, three women have come to me and asked me, you know, if they could share their story. Today, we'll get my story. Next week, we'll get another story. And a week after that, and so forth and so forth, on Saturday at 8 o'clock we thought it would be about 20 minutes long because so we don't want to hold y'all all night. Of course, it's out of Alright, so... Uh, I'm not funny. I'm just real. Alright? And, um... This was back in... If you guys know, I'm old. <laughs> But this was way back in the day, in the 1900s, 1900, <laughs> 1994, five, 1995, it was back then. And the first time I got digitized, I had never had skins before, okay? I call it skins, and if you're not slow, you should know what I'm talking about, geez. I never had no D before, right? But there was this guy, and I liked the guy, but I should have known that the guy was not supposed to be for me. It was just a dick thing. I should have known that, you know? But... I was depressed. I was one of those chicks that ain't had no friends, you know what I mean? And I still ain't got no motherfucking friends. I was always a fucking loner, yo. And because I was a loner, I really usually hung by myself. Or I would hang out with the homeboys. But now that school is no longer in and everybody was going to... um. What it was going? <clears throat> they was going to Georgia or Seoul or somewhere to help with the Olympics. There was nobody around. I had no friends, and I was just, just whatever. I had my own car. I had everything that you know normal people get when they <clears throat> graduate and they start off on their own and shit. But I, I was still staying with my mom and and I had a job. I took, I work at Echo Drugs Photography. And, um, this guy, I met him at the mall one day with another guy that I knew from, with another guy that I knew from way back in in elementary school. And, um, I knew that guy had a girlfriend, but I didn't know that the dude, that the bald head looked like a dick. And that's exactly what he looked like when they got a bald head. The bald head like a dick. I didn't know that he was there. They were friends and it was deep like that. Well, dude got my number. We start talking. And, of course, after that, we started fucking. The problem was. <coughs> oh, God. The problem. The problem was. I didn't care. I was in love with someone that was in prison that I just had a miscarriage from. I I had lost. It's a long story. <laughs> we on time. I can tell y'all some stories, you It's a long story. But I just had a miscarriage. Y'all. And during that miscarriage, I didn't know I was having a miscarriage, but I had one. Well, and my homeboy, I went to go tell the love of my life that I thought was the love of my life. What happened? I had a miscarriage, yo. But that's a whole nother story. Anyway, um, so me and dude got together, and it was seem like we always fuck And then all of a sudden, his car started acting up. But he didn't have a car. Then it was like he would borrow my car when I was at work. I never really paid much fucking attention to it, though. That's where I was stupid at. I never paid any fucking attention to what was going on. Like, he easily was just now taking my car while I was at work. Okay? Wasn't paying attention to it. That's that's red flag number fucking one. Don't lend your fucking car out to their nigga for shit. The fuck? Come on. You a nigga, you got your shit. You get your shit together. You don't need my shit to get your shit together. So these niggas fucking everybody, and me too, using my car for it. Pick me up, take me home, drive off, we fucked, then go home, whatever. And that's the kind of life it was. And before I long, I didn't know or didn't realize that I was falling into a routine. And that routine made it to the point that I was... I was truly digmatized, yo. I was so fucking deep in the game that I was like his secretary. I was was recruiting other chicks so he could fuck them, you know? And that's the kind of mentality that I was always the homegirl that niggas wanted to fuck. (laughs) You know, she cool as hell, yo, but damn, yo, man. I bet y'all, I, I see her in this, you know, you know, it be, I was just a cool ass chick, yo, and I always have been, I'm always going to be, I don't know anything, I don't know anything else, but to be who I am, so, I don't like women, I never have, they, they turn more enemies than anything, I can't, I can't really deal with women, cause, they don't, they don't like me, I mean, it's just, you show up and, Their whole face rearranged every time. I'm like, what the fuck I did, bitch? You don't even know me. How how are you? Hi. Hi. Why are you intimidated? What the fuck? How you doing? But I can't do that with women. I can't do that with women. Them bitches always got issues. They always got fucking issues. So, niggas, I hang out with. And I was always the only chick in the crew. In high school, anyway. I was the only chick in the crew. I hung out with my homies, and the only time then the dudes ever got around, I was. It was because I would always get their numbers, get hoes numbers for the dudes. You know what I'm saying? I was just like the mid guy, <laughs> cool as hell. Girls only talked to me because they knew that I had. I hung out with the homies. You feel me? So. was all good to me i love being little little treasy little little treasy (laughs) yeah yo but anyway back to the story so it got to the point to where um i still was living my life and stuff but it was a regular thing we'd be fucking and whatever not and um it, it lasted for about a year and then I decided that I was going to go help another friend, my best friend in the whole world. My best friend, and she was in um, Tallahassee, and I was going to go help her. So, I transferred my job to Tallahassee, and I got sick. Everybody knows I have sick of anemia, okay? So, everybody knows I had sick of anemia. I got sick. It was a cold of winter, and it was cold as fuck. And I, haven't, I had never experienced cold yet because I live further down. I never got to the cold cold. And it was cold as hell. So, I ended up getting sick. And I ended up going to the hospital. Now, have you mind you, I haven't dealt with the dude in a minute. I had stopped dealing with him. He was like one of those seasonal motherfuckers where you come in um, a certain time of their season. And then they'll disappear. Then they'll come back in your life again them type of niggas so um my mom didn't know all my friends like that i i didn't tell her shit like i'm fucking this nigga and shit like that i never told my mom the type of shit that i was doing okay i mean because i knew it was bad i'm fucking i'm fucking in my eight I'm, I'm i'm in my late teens you know i'm doing me i'm living so it what it is now i grew up and move up there and i get sick and I'm, i tell my mom you know i'm in the hospital i'm doing all right i'm gonna be out soon blah 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 my mom's like yeah okay my mom did not want me to go to tallahassee to begin with she didn't want me to go up i went to sleep and when i woke up my mom was there with my baby brother and him now my mom didn't know anything about me trying to get away from this dude. But it ended up being very much of a problem. I caught an STD from this guy. And I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. Remember, I had never had sex before. But he was the only person I ever had sex with. And we was having sex all the time. And he would have sex with everybody else. And I would be the one that didn't have sex with anybody because I didn't believe in having sex with everybody. But that was before I got woke and understood that even though he having sex with everybody else, he putting that shit in me and I was fucking me up. But then, see, I didn't know shit back in the day. <laughs> that was when I was young and didn't know shit about sex. So, um mesmerized, right? My mama took me out of the hospital from Tallahassee. I'm still a little bit woozy, still a little bit ill. And she had him drive me home. Do you know as soon as we soon as we got down we took that six hour drive, we got down where we at? Do you know that nigga took me and fucked the shot of me? And then I dropped him off and I went to my father's house because I wasn't going back to my mama's house. I did not want to go back to my mother's house. I was so hurt and pissed because She just told me that I don't care. You're sick. You can't do nothing. And I hate that shit, yo. Stop telling me that I can't do nothing. You ain't even give me a chance to even try to do something. I said I would get better. No matter where I go, if I get sick, I'm going to get sick and go to the hospital. They are going to help me and I'm going to get the fuck out and everybody's going to be happy. You can't stop me from living because you're worried that I'm going to get sick. And that's what she did. Not only once, but twice. Maybe three times, I hated that, but anyway, that was the night that something happened. maybe a month or so, I got a job at Kmart or whatever not, but maybe a month or so, my father was acting crazy off the crack, and I got kind of scared at the same time, this dude's girlfriend's she left him and took everything out of the house, everything that. He owned. Okay? And that was the day that I turned into the sex slave. I didn't have anywhere to go. And I wasn't going back to my mother's house. But my my father was on that crack, acting crazy and shit. I had nowhere to go. He was the only person I had I had no friends. I had nothing. I went to him and um it was more like I was pretty much a slave. I I had to stay in the um, closets. He'd have sex with all kinds of women and I would have to stay locked up in the closet and shit. I was kind of fucked up, but you know, I had low self-esteem because like I said, I had no friends, I had no body, I had nothing. And after a while, you know, maybe about a year, year, year after, year into that, I got pregnant. I got pregnant. And if it wasn't for the intuition of my, my seed or whatever, uh, spirit that was inside of me, if it wasn't for that spirit to come to me and tell me, look, mom, I need you to, I need you to get the fuck away from here. Um, I would never did it. One night, one day, I came back. I had just gotten a new job. I was going to be a supervisor at FAX Group. Hell yeah. I had gotten a new job. Everything was grand, man. Life was getting looking up to me. And I came home in. and um, he wouldn't. He had me locked out the house. I couldn't get in the house. And I was not happy about that. I usually have a key, but he wouldn't let me in the house. And I didn't appreciate that. All my shit was in the house. I told him to give him all my shit. He didn't want to give me all my shit. So I ended up busting the door down. That was the tourist bull coming out and shit. I, um, and whoever little, little seed was inside of me. Because that's the day I found out that I was pregnant. And then um, I went to his house and told him that I was pregnant. Showed him the bath. Showed him the baby. Because the baby came out of me in a whole embryo. It came out. And then I, I took it to him. And he said, uh, what the fuck you bring me this shit for? it down the toilet. And then he raped me. And that's when I said that was it. I had to. I had to break away from this shit. I had to break away from this shit. It's a lot of different stories within that, but I only had time for twenty minutes. <laughs> so I just wanted to let y'all know, yo man. That's the kind of shit that I had to deal with. I was totally stigmatized Um, two years, kind of sex slave. I kind of fell for it all. But then after a while, it seemed like two is my lucky number. I only deal with shit for but so long, and two seemed like the luckiest number to me because you know May second is my birthday, my Earth Day. So when I when I think of everything done in two, in two, in two, in two, it usually means something grand to me. I can only deal with shit for only two years. After two years, I'm about to I'm about. If shit don't change, I'm out. Fuck it. That's just how life is. I got to go. I can't sit here and be stagnant. I got to move. And so, that's not the only time, but I would let you guys know some more. We're going to go ahead and get more (laughs) um, stories from other ladies who have been digmatized and how they ended up being um not always abused but how they ended up being hurt in the midst of it and now realizing after being out of the situation what it is that they could have saw the red flag that they could have seen the 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 warning signs and all so stick with us and we'll be glad to tell y'all about how to be out of that so you guys if you're in some situations like this please get out please get out if you need help See the phone numbers on the um, description of this podcast. All right, Danielle. I truly appreciate y'all. This Miss Complexity, Miss Old School 76. Hey, each one teach one queens. can remain true. Deuces.